An anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. I give you Super Train! Episode 381, submission number 2504, Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy was an unsold pilot for both ABC and NBC from 1967. Dick Tracy, he's a good cop. Dick Tracy, he's a good cop. Tracy, he's, he's a, a cop. cop. Yeah. Tracy, he's a good cop. Before we talk about this comic book detective, we have to talk about another comic book detective. One that was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger for National Comics Magazines. One that appeared... In Detective Comics number one. It was actually Detective Comics number 27, but you get the idea. I speak, of course, of Batman. Of course, there have been versions of Batman before 1966, and versions of Batman since. But there's only been one Fatman 66. Oh, no. I'm sorry, the door is wide open there. I opened the door and Mike walked right in. What do you think was in that Danish? You think there's cheese? I got a little problem with cheese. There have been notable portrayals of the Cape Crusader from everybody from Michael Keaton, I'm Batman, to Kevin Conroy, I am Batman! But really, he doesn't get much more memorable than Batman 66. Wait, hold on. What did you say? I said Batman 66. Oh, I thought you were talking about Batman 66. No, we already did that bit. I know, but you know what? I was really hoping we talked more about Freaking William Conrad in the Danish. When Chico was doing all the Batman voices, and he got to Fat Man 66, I was going to say, there's something in that Danish. I got a problem with cheese. That's his catch line. That's his catchphrase. Not, I'm Batman. I got a problem with cheese. So in 1966, ABC teamed with National Comics and... William Dozier to create this particular version of the series. 
And it was legendary. Three seasons, 120 episodes, made bank for everybody involved, including a nascent 20th century Fox television, who's still trying to uh, find their big hit, let's just say. Well, they found their big hit. And William Dozier and 20th Century Fox wondered, could they do it again with an even more legendary comic book detective? Well, they were going to try one year later with a character six years older. That character would, of course, be Dick Tracy. Brief history of the Dick Tracy character, originally called Plainclothes Tracy, a tough and intelligent police detective who was quick to embrace science and new technology as well as, well, beating the tar out of every criminal in the city and whipping out his Tommy gun to dispense justice on these mean streets. It was the brainchild of Chester Gould, and it made the Detroit Mirror, and the Chicago Tribune New York News Syndicate a lot of money. And of course, you would best know Dick Tracy from the 1990 movie with Warren Beatty. Do you know who else was in the 1990 Dick Tracy movie, guys? Madonna? Yeah, who else was in it? You don't remember, Chico, who was in the 1990 Dick Tracy movie. I can rattle off the cast real quick if that's what you... Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I was muted. You're muted. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I said Madonna, but also, who was the woman that Warren Beatty was shagging at the time? Annette Bening. Oh, Annette Bening, I don't think was in that movie. She wasn't in that no, I don't think they were dating yet. I think he went with Annette Benning after Madonna. Because remember, him and Annette Benning got married after uh, 91, I think, when they uh, did Bugsy. Yeah, you're thinking of uh, Glenn Heatley as Tess Trueheart. Well, that's, yeah, that was the love interest in uh, Dick Tracy. But who was the heel, the main heel in... Uh... The main heel... Alphonse Big Boy Caprice, played by Al Pacino. Yeah, that's right, Al Pacino. You know, that was a great role. But you know what? It wasn't as legendary as this. Something's brewing at D&D. Wow! Al Pacino! It's not Al anymore! It's Dunk! Dunkachino? Don't mind if I do! What's my name? Dunkachino! It's a whole new game! Dunkachino! You want creamy goodness? I'm your friend! Say hello to my chocolate blend! Attica, Kuwa, Lucky Light! This whole trial is out of sight! They pull me back in with hazelnut too! Caramel swirl, I know it was you! Everyone wants my Dunkachino! Can't get enough of my Dunkachino! Kids from 7 to 17 lining up for my Dunkachino! What's my name? Dunkachino! What the ever-loving hell did we just watch? Proof that Ben Affleck unleashed a monster. I've never seen that, and if I see it again, it's way too soon. 
Oh, and talking about Annette Benning, she married Warren Beatty in 1992. So it was right after this movie. Well, not right after this movie. It was right after they did Bugsy. Six of one, half dozen of the other, I think. Weren't they both in 91? Yeah, because it would have been, uh, yeah, Bugsy was 91, yeah. Sometime right after Dick Tracy and or Bugsy, yeah. And I think they're still married, so good for them. Yep, and fun fact, Warren Beatty, due to his purchase of the Dick Tracy character, as long as he does something with it every 30 years. Oh, this is so great. This is so awesome what he does. Is dressing up like Dick Tracy every 30 years to conduct televised stunts, let's say. The latest, of course, being in 2020 with the pandemic and Dick Tracy Skyping in with Ben Mankiewicz. And Leonard Maltin. And Leonard Maltin. The greatest FU of all time. I'm keeping this high key by doing this like 10 minute stunt. And you know what? It really speaks to the character because, again, Dick Tracy, very quick to embrace new technology, very quick to embrace the science of crime solving, as is evidenced by this pilot here, where he, not unlike Batman, has a secret crime-fighting lair slash laboratory. Does this look like anything? Oh, wait, we're not even close. You know the character The Kid, a.k.a. Junior? Yes. He plays a prominent role in this show as well. We're dancing all over it, but here's basically how William Dozier decided to take Batman and add the Dick Tracy IP. Because that's basically what this is, right, Greg? Yeah, it's basically Batman 66, but with Dick Tracy. That's the entire 28 minutes of this pilot. And who do they get to play Batman? Dick Tracy. Ray McDonald, best known as the patriarch of the Martin family, Dr. Joe Martin, on the long-running and much-missed soap opera, All My Children. Oh, yeah. But you know what, guys? This isn't going to be the last time this year we're going to be talking about someone from All My Children. Oh, I know where Greg's going with it. I, uh, oh, I almost want to say too soon. Well, I, that should give it away what we're going to talk about. Well, or who we're yeah, talk about. I know in the year in review, but that's not the only other thing. I'm sorry. That's not where I was going with this. But yeah, we're talking about this right when. Um, oh, Jacqueline Zeman. Yeah, a couple of days right after she passed. Yeah, very sad. She was 70 years old. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought that's where you're going with it. My bad. Yeah, but okay. Let's just say in October, we're going to get an invitation to a place. Okay, then. You don't want to know where the place is? Can I just wait until we talk about it? Oh, yeah. Okay. But let's just say it'll be very burning when we get there. Confused, you won't be after this episode of Soap. Playing his main squeeze, Tess Trueheart, of course, now Tess Trueheart Tracy, because 
they would be married. Davy Davison, known for The Eleventh Hour, Rich Man, Poor Man, Book Two, and six episodes of Days of Our Lives. But mostly, yeah, she did guest shots. As Tracy's Girl Friday Liz, we have Jan Shooten, or Shutton, who, Greg, played a pinnacle role in an episode of Star Trek The Original Series. Oh, what episode? The Lights of Zetar, as Lieutenant Mira Romaine. Okay. A mysterious twinkling mass of sapient energy ravages an important archive and Scotty's new girlfriend may be linked to it. As the two liaisons with the police, Sam Ketchum and Chief Patton, we have Monroe Arnold, who was in The Defenders from 1961 and America from 1986, also played Agent 43 on Get Smart, and Ken Mayer as Chief Patton, who played in Little Big Man, Space Patrol in 1950, and Black Gold as Felger. Rounding out the cast as the two kids of Dick Tracy and Tess Trueheart, Jay Blood as Junior Tracy. This is his most notable role, by the way. And as Bonnie Braids... Eve Plum. We've talked about her before. Oh yeah, in the Brady Brides. Yes. She was Jan. Duh. She, she still is Jan. She will always be Jan. Even when she's Fudge's mama, she will always be Jan. Oh, that's a deep cut. Fudge. Fudge. You, gave, you gave the DX brunch job for Fudge! That was actually for the deep cut, but sure, I'll take it. <laughs> I love the show Fudge! Hey, we got Judy Bloom Fever right now with the Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret movie. So, anytime I can mention Fudge, that's awesome. It's like, how interesting is it that the top three movies at the theater right now are the Super Mario Brothers movie... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and a movie about somebody just getting their monthlies. A.K.A. the one movie that doesn't have Chris Pratt in it of the three. One of these things is not like the other. Sorry, I just don't see Knights of the Zodiac doing very well. Although I do want to see it eventually. Hey, who knows? Maybe that new Charlie Day movie that's come out this weekend is going to make it two Charlie Day movies in the top three. I highly doubt it, but I really want to see that Fool's Paradise movie. It looks awesome! In your defense, Greg, anything with Charlie Day is awesome. In this particular episode, which is the pilot, obviously, we have a special guest villain. And who is William Dozier going to get as the special guest villain? Hey, we're borrowing everything else from Batman. Let's borrow an actor. King Tut in Batman 66 was played by Victor Buono. 
Victor Buono would come onto the series and play Mr. Memory. Mr. Memory. You had your whole pick of the rogues gallery of the Dick Tracy library. And this is the best you could come up with. The best you could come up with. And you get King Tut. You couldn't get like Caesar Romero. You couldn't get Burgess Meredith. You couldn't even get Frank Gorshin. No, you get Victor Bruno who played King Tut. Couldn't even get Julie Dumar to play Breathless Mahoney. Guys, I want you to put some respect on the name of Victor Bono because this guy is a fringe Hall of Famer right now. Because this is the fifth thing we've talked about him in. What? I'm not kidding. This is the fifth thing we've talked about him. The most recent thing we talked about him in was Sirota's Court, where he played a reporter... But also, he was in an episode of Flying High. He was in an episode of Super Train. Oh, yeah. Super Train. Plus, also, he was in an episode of Here's Boomer. So, there. Four previous episodes plus one. Fringe Hall of Famer. Just saying it. I think that's it. I don't think we're doing any more uh, installments with uh, Victor Buono. So, it might be now or never if he gets in the hall. Oh, he's definitely in. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of how many. Because I imagine there's still a couple of credits to his uh, credit. No, seriously, I'm looking through it. That's it. I mean, he didn't have any credits after 1982, so that sort of limits it. No, well, he died in 1982, that's why. Well, duh, but the thing is, that sort of limits it. That's why I said I'm looking through this. There's nothing else that's on our list that he's been in, as far as I can tell. Well... As far as I can tell. Okay, there's one more show, and we're going to cover it later this year. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. But, again, after that... (laughs) That's it. I mean, seriously. I do not see anything else that he may have been on that we would eventually cover. Oh, no, I just found another one. Oh, crap. (laughs) never say never okay all right but the thing is this is not on the list i've seen it but it's not on youtube or any other video site but yeah now that i look at this credit it's like oh no i've seen this it's a pilot and it's a real awful pilot you know maybe if it pops up in the next year it may appear in pilot month of 2024 but okay so two more entries and that's probably it for him (laughs) What is it? So I can, uh... The the Rita Moreno show, a pilot done in 1978. Oh god, I remember that! Where did you see that? I've never seen it online. I I think I've seen it in one of those uh, RWT T9 opening compilations. Yeah, I think, like, Gilmore Box has it on YouTube. But yeah, oh, it is bad. So this episode, Dick Tracy against Mr. Memory... Supervillain Mr. Memory has three ambassadors set to attend a secret NATO conference about the Western European defense system kidnapped in order to derail NATO and benefit an unnamed group and or nation led by a man named Major Power. Major Power, is that how we're calling Vladimir Putin in this pilot? Good night, everybody.
<laughs> Chief Patton turns to his best man, Dick Tracy, to rescue the ambassadors and keep the conference on track. Sure enough, we see everything that Dick Tracy is known for. The violence, the underground lab, even the watch. Because when I think of Dick Tracy, I think of the telewatch. But hold on. When we see the underground layer, it's another, does this look like anything? Because it's clearly the Batcave. Let me see if I can't get a clip from the Batcave. Not the Batcave. It's not the Batcave, people. It looks like the Batcave, but it's not the Batcave. Let me get a clip, though. What's in the bottle, Tracy? Optimexophane. Never heard of it. What is it? It's an amazing new discovery by a Swiss scientist. A drop in each eye, or in just one eye, magnifies an object five times more than a microscope. These scraps were taken from the dead man's cuffs. Computer tape. Pine from the outer structure. Philippine pine. Pretty rare tree for this locality. I'll check the landscape architects in the area. Maybe we can trace the buyer. Sam, you better check the nurseries too. Right, Chief. Crazy, you get some rest. You've had a hard night. Well, this stuff will wear off in about an hour. It's just as well. You all look like freaks to me. It was basically CSI in the 60s. But hold on a second. Were they implying that Dick Tracy was high? No, they were implying that Dick Tracy was a workaholic. But no, the thing where you saw the, like the how they looked like. Oh, he had that thing in his eye, remember? Yeah, but it looked like... They were going right for the same campy humor as the 60s Batman, because, duh, it's William Dozier. Yeah, uh, by the way, it's Swiss, whatever that thing he put in his eye. And this is one of those shows where you have to pay attention to everything, because everything matters. From Mr. Memory's tank of piranhas to the computer tape that you guys just saw. The secret to foiling Mr. Memory's plot is in that computer tape. But after a really spirited fist fight and Dick Tracy escaping danger at the hands of a tank of piranhas. By the way, I have to mention this. One of Mr. Memory's henchmen is named Hook. Hook! Do you want to know why? Let me guess. He has a hook on his hand. He got too close to the piranhas. Oh my god. By the way, played by Alan Jaffe of Mission Impossible. So after a fist fight and the ultimate arrest, Dick Tracy lets the police in on the secret. The secret was in the computer tape. 
not so much what was on it, but what he led Mr. Memory to believe what was on it, which would be a jamming signal that interferes with his sort of mind control slash mind reading device that he was using to spy on Tracy and his family. And while we're on his family, we see Tracy and Junior in this pilot. You know who we don't see, even though they do have on-screen credits? Let me guess, Eve Plum. We don't see Bonnie Braids, and we don't see Tess Trueheart. I feel ripped! Congratulations! Are you going to go to the gym later? Because you feel ripped. Anyway, go on. Why do you feel ripped, Greg? Because I didn't get any Eve Plum other than the opening credits! Well, this was a year or two removed from the role that would define Eve Plum's career, obviously. But even in 1967, Jan Brady still ain't getting no love. No love for Jan Brady. No love! William Dozier did not give Eve Plum any damn respect. William Dozier, you don't respect the legend! That's right. If we had Cheeky Baby here... He'd be on a rant about how he would humble William Dozier if he was still alive. We have everything from the violence, to the peril, to the camp nature, to the intelligent sort of science bit. Even the watch. The two-way wrist TV. I need to put some respect on that name. Because, let's be honest, if it wasn't for the two-way wrist TV... Guess what I would be wearing right now? Not this. Not this. I can't see anybody's face on this thing, but we are working on the technology today, alright? So, 20th Century Fox put out the pilot, but it was not picked up by either ABC or NBC. This despite the fact that ABC did have the cartoon earlier in the 60s. That's crap. Like, why couldn't they have had this? Because they already had Batman. They already had the Green Hornet, which were both William Dozier joints. They could have had, like, an entire block of William Dozier shows. William Dozier could have been the 1960s era Chuck Lorre. Well, he could have been the 1960s-era Miller Boyettes for ABC. He could have been the 1960s Dick Wolf. Damn it, ABC, you missed a golden opportunity here. But hey, don't feel too bad for the cast of Dick Tracy. They all found steady work elsewhere, except for Jay Blood, whose only televised credit... <laughs> is five minutes of this pilot. Way to go out on a high note. Guys, fun fact here. The theme song that we played at the top of this, I saw you guys were basically, they were doing this thing, right? You were yeah. bobbing Dick your head, right? Dick Tracy. He's a good cop. Performed by The Ventures. The Ventures? The same band that did the Hawaii 5 theme. Wow. 
They did the Hawaii Five-O theme, a classic, and this. So yeah, the story, it was Batman-esque. The production was Batman-esque. Unfortunately, the cast just didn't really gel with each other. There was no real emotion. But then again, I don't think there was any emotion with Dick Tracy to begin with. I think he had to get up with Tess Trueheart before he showed actual emotion. Yeah, see, they had no Tess Trueheart, so it's like, that's why he failed right there. By the way, we should note that this would have aired at the same time as season two of Batman, where things got a little bit, uh, how can I put this? Goofy? Oh, it started to get goofy when the movie came out. With the bat shark repellent. And not goofy as in campy. Goofy as in... What the hell is this crap? Well, let's not forget. Freaking Bruce Wayne does not realize that Miss Kitka is Catwoman. Even though it's right there in the name. Miss Kitka. What a dumbass you are, Bruce. Oh, jeez. But if you really want the full non-computer or non-cell phone or non-tablet experience, this was actually released commercially as part of a Dick Tracy special package from 2010. Yes, it does feature Leonard Maltin interviewing Warren Beatty. Oh, nice. I hope it's as Dick Tracy, that would be another great F.U. to... The copyright holders. You ain't taking Dick Tracy from me. You know who else was in that Dick Tracy special? Who? As studio personnel, Mindy Sterling and Wendy McClendon Cubby. Oh. Two legends. But, guys, in 1967, Dick Tracy... He was a good cop, but unfortunately, he almost was a thing on TV. But before we close out, guys, I got an It Was a Thing on TV haiku corner, once again written by ChatGPT. All right, let's play the music. Oh, man. I'm so excited to see what ChatGPT has for us tonight. Oh, man. The last couple weeks, ChatGPT has given us some great haikus for us. So, here we go. Ask ChatGPT, please write to me a haiku about the character of Dick Tracy. And this is what it wrote, okay? Fedora on head. Dick Tracy fights crime with style. Justice never sleeps. Damn right. Yes. Hey, don't forget, ChatGPT has given us more than just some limericks and haikus. We got some sea shanties out of it last week. Oh, yes. Some sea shanties. Hold on a second. I didn't get to do this last episode, but hold on a second, guys. I asked ChatGPT to write me a sea shanty about Richard Lewis. Do you want me to read the Sea shanty about Richard Lewis that I didn't get to talk about last episode? 
Why is this even a question? Okay, let's hear the sea shanty. Oh, gather round me, hearties, let me tell a tale. A man named Richard Lewis, with a spirit bold and hale. He sailed the comedy seas with a wit so sharp and keen. With every joke and story, he left us in between. Oh, Richard Lewis, a comedian true with humor that sailed just like ocean blue. From stage to stage, he'd regale and amuse, a legend in the world of comedic views. He wore his trademark black, his hair a wild mess, a master of self-depreciation. He had no need to impress. His tales of neurosis and life's eccentricity made us laugh and ponder on the human complexity. Repeat the chorus. He sailed through sitcoms, his presence always grand, from curb your enthusiasm to the late night fan. His banter with Larry, a comedic symphony. Their chemistry together, a laughter remedy. Chorus. Now as the curtain falls on this shanty sail, we raise a glass to Richard Lewis, a comedy sail. May he keep making us chuckle with every funny line, a treasure of laughter forever in our minds. Chorus. Outro. So let us remember this sea shanty plea to cherish Richard Lewis, the comedy he decreed. With laughter as our compass, we'll navigate life's sea and forever be grateful for the joy he brought to thee. Wow. Arr. That is so great. Oh, that means a tear to my eye. Brings a tear to somewhere else for me. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> hey, crime fighting never sleeps. And neither do we over at ItWasAThingOnTV.com, where we have all 380 previous entries, including, but not limited to, our instant reactions, our minisodes, and our live shows. And, of course, links to all of our socials. Remember, we are on all social media at ItWasAThingOnTV, except for Facebook, where we are at ItWasAThingOnTV Podcast. Because crime never sleeps. And if you are downloading us on a secondary auxiliary podcast service, please don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review, five stars only, because positive vibes only. And if you are listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can stay up to date on all of our future entries and help us against the YouTube algorithm. Even though, let's be quite honest, our videos don't get any views whatsoever. Like, at best, like, 40. We appreciate you watching us on YouTube. Except that one installment that somehow got, like, 34,000 views. Oh, Poison Ivy? No, that has 72,000 views. 72,000? What? I don't get that. By the way, the spiritual successor to Poison Ivy? That's coming up soon. Oh, next month, yeah, for summer. Yep. But you know what's coming up next time? Another college frat show. But this one has Lionel Jefferson, Connie Stevens, and Charles Nelson Riley. And Alfie Wise. And Alfie Wise. All that is coming up next time right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thank you so much for listening. Please be kind to each other, and we will see you for the next one. Wow! What's my name? Don Cicino! Next week, in the plot to destroy a metropolis, Dick Tracy encounters global enemy number one. <laughs>